So good. Awesome. Um, I don't normally have to preach after I follow Jesus. <laughs> I shouldn't be preaching. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're just going to take a few minutes to have a look at that, that passage, um, which is yeah, part of the series we've been going through actually up to this, this just a few verses and that, that well-known story. Um, and yeah, this, we, we want to talk about kids and Jesus particularly. Um, and obviously that was a pretty amazing time, right? There was so many crowds around Jesus, and Jesus was the, the major event of the time. Um, if, uh, if you think about other major events that, that happen, people want to be there, want to be a part of it, and even want their kids to be a part of it. Um, I don't know what sort of major events you can, guys can think of where you might have seen really big crowds. Maybe some of your kids can even think, where, maybe somewhere you've been where there's a big crowd. There's actually, when I search on Wikipedia, what are some major events from Brisbane that Brisbane has hosted. Um, Brisbane's hosted the Commonwealth Games back in the 80s. But there was one big event, um, which a lot of people here probably went to, which is called Expo 88. And uh, that was a while ago. I think I've got a picture of that. This is like this global event that happened in Brisbane. Millions and millions of people that went there. And I don't remember anything about it, but I was there. I don't know how old I was, maybe a month or something. I was born May that year, 34 years ago, and my parents took me to this major event um, where all these different people were happening. And I suppose, um, I don't remember anything of it, but, but they told me, and I know that I was, I was there, and in some ways I was a part of it, um, even though I was really young. Um, and I didn't decide to do that. Uh, I didn't have any control over it. And if I wanted to go there, I couldn't have done it myself, right? Because children actually can't really get many places by themselves. Um, I was wondering if there's any of the kids. Kids, I'm going to ask you some questions today. Um, so if you, anyone's willing to speak on the microphone, I'll ask you a couple of questions. You just put your hand up. But I wonder if any kid can tell me if you could get to church by yourself, if you wanted to come to church. Or maybe you could tell me, like, how did, how did you get here today? Could you get here by yourself? Do you want to say, Morris, how did you get here? I got here in my dad's car. Could you get here by yourself if you wanted to? Yes. Oh, really? How? How would you get here? Bicycle. Bus. Actually, you probably could get the bus. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Anybody else? Any other kids want to tell us? Uh, most of the, most is, you're a bit older, so you can catch the bus. Most of the kids can't catch the bus. Oh, bicycle. Well, that's, that's a long ride from Aspley. Yeah, um, but really, if, if children are going to come to church, just like if they're going to go to swimming lessons, if they're going to go to music lessons, if they're going to go to school, they need their parents to take them. Actually, they can't go by themselves. Children actually need their parents to bring them to Jesus. These parents wanted their children to be brought to Jesus, even though they wouldn't remember it, even though they weren't really aware. It's likely that this passage is really talking about babies, because in another um, but gospel, it says infants. Um, but the parents decided that they, they want to do that. And, and the, the children wanted to, they don't have a choice. They, they're dependent on their parents bringing them places. And in a similar way, as, as parents, as adults, the children are actually dependent on us bringing them to Jesus. Now, obviously, church is not the only place to bring them to Jesus, but it is the, a key community of Jesus followers. Other ways you can bring kids to Jesus is just in prayer, lifting them up to Jesus in prayer. Bringing the scriptures to kids is, is, is bringing them to Jesus. And actually, they need our help. Um, 
these children who came to Jesus got prayed for by him, and it probably really impacted them. Even though they don't remember it, their parents would have said, hey, do you know Jesus prayed for you? Do you know Jesus healed these people and then he touched you? Like, what sort of impact that would have even had on a child's life in the future? Um, probably similar, like, if, if a baby is, like, kissed by a president or something like that, it's like, like, they would remember that. They'd probably tell people about that, right? And this is not, uh, like, a famous person. This is Jesus we're talking about. Um, so we need to bring our children to Jesus, and he can meet them as well. But we don't expect that kids get around other places by themselves, so we must also bring them to him. We went on a plane for a first time um, in a long time, a couple of months ago, um, and I was pretty nervous about it because it's the first time flying since COVID, first time flying with a child as well, um, so I just wasn't really sure how it was going to go. And obviously, we get there really early because um, there's big lines, and you have to wait, and you have to go through security. And then I was so surprised because this thing I did not expect happened. We got there with our bags and everything, and the staff just treated us like VIPs. They said, we'll take your bags, we'll, we'll put your stickers on, and then we started to go through security, and there's a big lineup, and then they just opened the bar, and they said, you guys come through here, and they took us right to the front, and there was even someone behind us who kind of tried to get in with us, and they said, no, not you, mate, like, you stay there, like, like that's your line, and, and we got pulled to the front, right, and, and we basically got treated like um, VIPs, and, and we were there with Jess and Angus, I remember Angus saying, it's great flying with kids, you get treated like royalty. And, and that was what it was like. We got this special treatment because I suppose they just didn't want us with our whining kid in the line. <laughs> so they put us to the front and it was great. And, but obviously in this story, it's the opposite that's happening. Parents are trying to bring their kids to Jesus and the disciples are acting like security guards. They're protecting Jesus. They're not letting them through the checkpoint. They could. The disciples could have said, hey, there's kids here. They need Jesus. Let's let them in. They said they did the opposite. They said, no, these kids, they're, they're, they're too young. Jesus has more important people. He's got sick people. He's got people he can teach. They can actually understand. They'll remember. These, these parents and kids, just they need to wait till they grow up a bit more. That could be in the disciples' probably their perspective. And their motive was probably good. They're actually trying to protect Jesus, to protect his energy, to, to look after him. Um, but it makes, and, and the disciples are kind of upset that the parents keep persisting, right? But Jesus then gets upset. So I've got another question for the kids. Um, anyone who can answer, just have a think. Like, what makes you upset or angry? Does anyone want to tell me um, something that would make you angry? Do you want to tell me, Afi? Do you have a think? Morris, again? Oh, I've got another one over here. Do you want to? What makes you angry? When my pets die. Oh, yeah. That would be really sad. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, what about you, Morris? When Shane bothers me. When who bothers you? Shane. Shane. A friend, friend from school bothers you. Yeah, okay. Anyone else? No, not friends. Not friends. Enemies. <laughs> that, makes, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um, when someone bothers you. Yeah, totally. Like, there's certain things, right, that make you angry. Um, in this story, though, like, Jesus was actually pretty friendly before, but I think, in reality, he was actually kind of angry. It actually says in, in another gospel version of this that he was indignant. Like, this actually made him upset. It wasn't like, oh, just let, let the kids through. Like, he was upset at the disciples. They, they were doing the wrong thing. Actually, Jesus is upset when people make it hard for children to get to him. 
The parents are trying to bring their kids to Jesus, and the disciples, followers of Jesus, are actually literally blocking the way. They're making it hard. They're putting things in their way. They're saying, go away. Jesus is not interested. He's too busy. And again, the disciples probably had a good motive. They're trying to protect Jesus. Maybe they're trying to preserve his energy. Maybe they, they see that there's all these sick people who also need help, and the kids are just going to be distraction. They're, they probably have a good motive, but they're totally wrong. They're totally wrong in terms of what Jesus values and cares about. He actually wants these children to come. And I suppose there is a warning for us in this passage that we have to be careful of putting things in children's way of coming to Jesus, that, that actually he has a heart for them, even young children who can't necessarily understand, he wants them to come to his presence. He wants them to be part of the community of his people. He wants them to be valued, not <clears throat> pushed aside. And I think we can, we can hopefully not intentionally put things in their way. I don't think we would do that. But we could be guilty of not making it easy, which actually, by definition, by, by effect, not intentionally, but ends up making it hard. Make it easy. Like imagine, like that. Like the, the airline staff just saw. Well, you have kids. We need you to. We need to make a way for you to get through. Maybe as a church, what if we said, well, actually, parents are trying to bring their children to Jesus. We need to make a way so it's it's easy. So there's nothing in their way so these children can come to know Him. Jesus then starts to teach um, about this. Like it's only a short passage, but He does some teaching in there because Jesus is a teacher. I got another question for the kids. Um, this is something that kids like to do when I was um, teaching, is that they like to be the teacher. I wonder if there's any kids here who liked, would like to be the teacher in your class. Morris would, that's good. Thanks, Morris. And, um, or maybe like if you were going to be the teacher, what would you teach? Maybe have a think. If you could be the teacher for a day, what would you teach? Yeah, you tell us once. Technology. Nice. That would be good. That would be a good lesson. Do you want to go a few? Can you tell me? Not sure. That's okay. Ah, another one? Yeah, cool. Maths. Maths, nice. So good. Ah, this is good, like proper subjects. Sports. Sports. Ah, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, well, Jesus starts to teach. But do you know, when kids teach the class, right, when I let the kids teach the class or write on the whiteboard, it's normally a joke. But those guys seem like they would teach proper subjects, which is great. <laughs> But normally it's a joke, right? They just pretend to be the teacher. They make up some crazy rules or something like that. But Jesus starts to talk about kids being teachers, and he's actually not joking. He actually starts to say that we should learn from children. This is the verse. Um, it says, Let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Jesus actually takes these children and says they are examples of life in the kingdom. In a sense, they are teachers. And adults can actually learn a lot from children about God's kingdom. I think there's even something in, even in what we're doing today, right? Like the presence of these children is helping us to celebrate in a way that we wouldn't normally. And the kingdom is, like Scott and Joel said, is about thanksgiving and celebration and trust in God. We can actually learn a lot from the children. Children also um, can't do a lot for themselves. They're so dependent. And actually life in the kingdom it's actually about not independence, but dependence on God in growing in trust. Children are open and honest. They don't hide things. They're not fake. And again, the kingdom is about us being open and honest with our needs before God. Children are small and humble. 
And again, the kingdom is for people who humble themselves, who take on a small posture before God. So we don't just grow up, but we actually, as we grow up and mature as a Christian, we're actually supposed to be more childlike. We're supposed to be mature, but maturity looks like Jesus and trusting as a son of a father as well. So we can learn a lot from children about God's kingdom. Then it says, when Jesus placed his hands on them, he went from there. So Jesus gave children time, he touched them, he prayed for them, and who knows what kind of impact that actually had on these kids. It probably had a profound impact. It, it might have stirred something deep in their hearts that then later on only bore fruit of, of faith and salvation. Like, like, we don't know, but we know that that would have been so powerful. And there are many ways that we as a church support children, um, so many ways that we already do that. And I suppose today is an encouragement. Let's continue to be a church that makes space for parents, for children to come to meet Jesus' living presence um, among us, to hear Jesus' word. Let's address any hindrances or, or obstacles that there may be that stop children coming to Jesus, and let's have Jesus' heart for him as well. Um, and let's see children not just as people who are in waiting mode, but actually as members of the church community, as examples of life in the kingdom, as worshippers of God now. And let's include them more and more. So I'm just going to say a short prayer for the children, and then yeah, we're going to sing again, and then we'll take communion to finish in a moment. So let's, let's pray. We thank you, Lord, for um, yeah, the gift of, of children in our community. Um, in our church family, we just lift them to you and we just pray, God, for your help that we would be like these parents who persist in bringing them to you. We ask that you'd touch them. We ask that you'd um, draw them to yourself and give them faith, Lord. We ask, God, if there's ways that we are making it difficult or, or blocking or putting things in the way of children, God, would you address them in us, that we would make the way easy and that we would see them the way you see them, Lord, as members and examples of your kingdom. Of, give us faith like a child, we pray. And we just give you thanks, yeah, for all the ways we already do that. Support children, families, youth in our church community. We ask your spirit would fill us afresh to, to do that for another year. We just pray this in your name. Amen.